o'clock Sunday night time for the sports phone here on KZYX. Jerry, that's me. I'm hanging out in Portland. Jim is rocking it in the studio, hitting all the buttons. Jim, how you doing today? Hey, all the buttons are working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they all they were all working yesterday or last <clears throat> week. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> oh, what's uh, what's new? What do you what have you been up to since since we last did this show? Um. Following the Lakers really closely, really stressed sure. out that uh, I, I think even Laker haters, just like me, I, I'm a Warrior, not a Warrior fan, and um, but I like it when the Warriors are in the playoffs because it gives me more, more, more to vote against, and and when the Lakers are in, it gives me more to vote for. So I, I like when the Warriors and Lakers are, in, and they're, um, it's still not a done deal. So yeah, so much for this being the non-sports segment. Of the sports phone, though. I, I didn't <laughs> well, ask you a very good prompting question. I'll take that one. All right. I'll, I'll take so let, me, let me see. Well, we got it, – it's amazing. Um, the, the, the weather here is – it got cold again. You know, we haven't had a real, you know, warm spring day yet. And all of a sudden, you know, another inch of rain is supposed to start tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, same thing up here. Here's a question for you. We don't have to spend too much time on this. Have we talked about my hot tub? On the, as, 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 as in terms of because we give life updates for the two of us, have we are have we, we talked about the hot tub? I can't remember, but are you uh, <laughs> are we calling that you know physical therapy for you? Yeah, I think it's. I mean, oh. that's yeah. I think it counts as as part of physical therapy. Yeah. So I got a hot tub up here for listeners that didn't know. I uh, was thinking about it for some time, and yeah, I I think that to a certain degree. I wonder if I, I could, think it's I. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I wonder if I could bill that from, from here, bill that for a, a physical therapy appointment. Well, I was going to say, I think to a certain degree it's mental. It is like a mental recovery, like a mental recovery thing, but it feels good. So, yeah, I guess that's the only real life update uh, that I have going on here. But, yeah, hmm. nothing uh, nothing all that new on either end. So I think we can go ahead and dive right in and let's get into the sports phone. Right. Uh, looking forward to it as I am every week. If you are new to the show, never heard it before, the Sports Phone is an open forum sports talk show. Uh, Jim and I are sports fans uh, in every kind of part of our lives. We've coached, we've played, uh, we've, we've been fans, we've participated, we've done some officiating in different forms. Uh, and we talk about sports a lot in our day-to-day -day lives, so we like to spend this one hour a week opening up the airwaves here on KZYX uh, and talking about sports more importantly we open up the phone lines and we let you the listening audience talk about whatever you would like to talk about going on in the world of sports it can be professional high school college rec league stuff questions comments concerns news stories trivia questions anything you want to talk about as long as it is sports related in some way shape or form we want to hear about it and we want to talk about it the number to call to do that is 707-895 2448 we look forward to taking your calls as we get rolling here on the sports phone but to get started we have a trivia question so if there's anyone new listening uh jim and i come up with a trivia question every week for the listening audience and we'd like to see how long it takes for people to come up with the answer sometimes uh people get it right away there's been some that have kind of been a group effort by the entire listening audience those have been fun where that's we've had I, kind of that's what lists. i think it's, that's what i think it's going to be today yeah, I think this will be a group effort. Uh, I think it'll be a good question. So last uh, last week, being in the theme of the NCAA tournament going on for, for college basketball, came with a men's college basketball question. 
This week, we have a women's college basketball question. Uh, and it is another list of sorts. And uh, looking forward to see how we do. So here is the question. So, and we're, again, we're talking women's college basketball. There have been nine instances uh, of undefeated seasons uh, or perfect seasons in women's college basketball. So a team to make it from the start of the season to the NCAA championship game and win the NCAA championship game, going undefeated, not losing a game the entire year. There's been nine instances of that happening uh, done by four teams. I would like to know who those four teams are. What college programs have done it? Again, there's been nine instances of women's. What's, Sir, the, go ahead. what's the approximate number of, of games? There's like 28 games and then the playoffs. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it, it comes like out to around 30, like 35. 30, 35 games. Yes, yeah, somewhere between like 33 and 35, kind of depending yeah. on, on your season. But yeah, nine teams have done it uh, in women's college basketball. Uh, nine times it has happened. Four different programs have accomplished that. Uh, I would like to know who those four programs are that have done it the uh, collective nine times on the women's side. And if you know the answer or want to take a guess, 707-895-2448. That's the number to call or anything else you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. And because I'm so high tech here, you can email your answer to the trivia question if you don't want to be live on the air. DJ at KZYX.org. Say trivia in the subject line. DJ at KZYX.org if you want to try to to, uh, participate. And I'm going to open that up. uh, Actually, a couple more things, Jer, uh, about about sports phone. I I wanted to mention, I like to do this about every month. Um, We're a little different than some of the other talk shows. We encourage Mm -hmm. double dipping instead of discouraging double dipping. And uh, if you if you got something to say and then you want to comment when someone says about you, just call back. That's that's it. And um, we may not uh, for we may not let you go as long if there's other calls on the line. But right. we're not going to there's no there's no steadfast rule that we have about only one call per listener. If you if you got to, if you want to get on the phone multiple times, we encourage it. Hundred percent. And those those are you long long term listeners to Monday nights seven o'clock, uh, very popular show on KZUX. The discussion um, we're a little bit like them, except we do the discussion about only sports. And and um, the discussion you can bring as is the discussion. You can change the subject. You can start a subject. You can comment on a subject. Anything you want to do. Keep it, keep it. Uh, one, I guess one other housekeeping item and then we can get into the actual show here. Well, I mean, we're already in yeah. the, the trivia question is out there. But uh, as Jim and I have done with uh, fall and winter high school sports uh, locally, I know uh, spring sports are kind of just getting started. Oh, yeah. We will spend the majority of our focus in terms of uh, local sports as the seasons kind of wrap up and get closer to the playoffs. Uh, without some of the resources that Jim and I used to have, it's it's tough for us to keep track of everything going on in the local sports world. So we've kind of pivoted that a little bit, and we'll focus on more of the local sports scene as it gets closer to the playoff times and uh, kind of what teams are are gonna are looking to make runs deep into the playoffs. Uh, but that local. doesn't mean it's not something we don't want to talk about if someone wants to call and talk about their team, talk about a local team. One, uh, one, one local sports. Um, I, I follow the little bit, and because I follow it a little bit, I I, I work with some – in my work, I, I work with some of the players on um, Fort Bragg baseball team. And um, because of that, I talk to the parents, and I find out how the baseball team's doing. And there's been one – and I, I want to mention this. It's not the – it's definitely not, not a happy um, news, but 
you know, it's very, very local. We have had many a Clear Lake interviews, uh, one fairly recently, I think. Um, and we had a disaster where is uh, the baseball coach from Clear Lake passed away on the baseball field. I had one great call about it. They said probably died doing what he loved, you know. So I just wanted to mention that our hearts go out to Clear Lake um community clear lake baseball clear lake players i don't know if they've gotten back on the field yet or not um want to mention that chair yeah abs- absolutely absolutely <laughs> 707-895-2448 that's the number to call if you want to talk about anything going on in the world of sports uh quiz question is out there i'd like to know uh who are the four women's basketball programs that were able to have undefeated seasons. It's happened nine times across those four uh, programs. Jim, what do you have to get us rolling on here? On March 26th, March 26th, on this day in sports history, March 26th in 1945. I, I, um, I'm giving this one, Jerry, and this is my, uh, Jerry, better do quick research because as soon as I mentioned this, uh, I want some answers. Uh, in 1945, the then Ray soccer team forms. Give me something. Why is that big news on this day, March 26, in 1945? The Ven Ray soccer team forms. And have you uh, ever heard of that club before? Have, is it a? Club? I have not. I don't know if this is if this is college, high school. I'm guessing professional. it's professional. I'm not sure. Not sure what this is. I'm guessing it's not in the United States. What I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what this is. I'll, I'll have to keep. Uh, go ahead, keep going. I'll see if I can. Uh, All right, and I, I hope I. I think it's V E N, R A Y. Could be R O Y. I can't read my own handwriting. But 1945, this day in 1952. Um, the first Final Four in NCAA was the first Final Four format ended on this day in 1952. I don't have the teams that were in it, but uh, luckily I do. Kansas beat St. John's 80 to 63. And the interesting part of that was if that was the first time that they had this format down to a Final Four. Man, that's they've come a long way. That's, it, I mean, I say the Final Four weekend is is it up there with a Super Bowl or something or the World Series with one of the most popular things to watch? Yeah, I think the tournament as a whole, even like not necessarily uh, just the Final Four, it's the tournament as a whole. Uh, more interesting to me than it being the first one with a Final Four. Uh, eight. 10, 12, 14. There were only 16 teams in the first tournament. Uh, so that's gone up into the 60s now. 64. Uh, by comparison. Yeah. Actually, 64. Now it's 66. Yeah, 68. It's 68 if you count the, the first the first four. Two other playing games. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And on this day, March 26th, 19. Oh, we, 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 we got a uh, sports phone. Uh Let's, I mean, get, let's get through this. We got a trivia first question then... first. I'll, I'll get there in a second. I always get excited when the when the email flasher goes off. 1972, March 26th, the Lakers finished winning uh, 69 games, which was a record to be held for 24 years. So my guess is it's not a trivia question. And I'm sure you have the answer to this one, Jer. 
Yeah. Was that the Warriors team that broke it 24 years later, or was that the well? Bull, the if, Bulls? You, if you do math, 1972 plus 24 years is 1996. So it definitely wasn't the Warriors. That was the Bulls. That was the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. And yeah. then the Warriors broke the Bulls record. Oh, the Warriors that. did break the Bulls record. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see here. <clears throat> UConn is a guess for. Uh, uh, were they, was the uh, how many teams went perfect? How many women's teams went perfect in the uh, in the uh, NCAA tournament? UConn is a guess. That's correct. Well, it's not in the NCAA tournament. It's the entire season. Right, right. But the, yeah. the, the guess is UConn. It's, it's the yes. season plus the tournament. Yes, UConn is one of the four teams that have done it, and they they did it six times. Question, Jared. Um, Six out of the nine times were done by Connecticut, but there are three other teams that have done it. Yeah, I figured that was going to be the easy one. Hey, so yeah, that's wh- the easy wh- one. When we have a list, do we do we ring the bell each time, or do we wait until the group gets it? Uh either way. You, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm good with either way. But yeah, uh, so to kind of recap where we're at the quiz with the quiz question, uh, Connecticut is one of the teams we're looking for. The other three programs. Uh, that have had perfect seasons in, in, on the women's college basketball side. It's uh, It's been done nine times. Connecticut has done it six of those nine times. There, uh, with, with the math would say there are, uh, excuse me, the math would say there are only three other teams that have done it one time each, so we're looking for those three teams. 707-895-2448 is the number to call if you want to take a guess, or you can shoot an email over to dj at kzyx. Dot org. Jim, what else do you have going on? Any more on this day in sports? Uh, that's we, it. Um, I'm still waiting for an answer in 1945. What's Venray soccer team? Yeah, as as far as I can tell, it's just a it's just a soccer club in the Netherlands. There's nothing really significant about it huh. that I can tell. It's just a soccer club that is based in Venray, which is in the Netherlands, and it was founded in 1945. Well, the only thing I got to say about that is, how does that... I, I, I mean, there's some substantial soccer programs that have started up in probably the, the 30s, 40s, and 50s. Why do they mention that one? I don't know. Maybe it was a slow day. Slow slow day in sports history? It was a slow day in sports history. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, it's it's on there. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it just looks like it's just a, a club that started in the Netherlands in uh, 1945. 707-895-2448. The phones are wide open. Give us a call. Give us a comment. Bring up a subject. Um, you know, I think we have a couple things that are very current. Some of our our um, our suggestions, uh, our suggestions on topics. One of the more current ones I think we should bring up is is the the NCA brackets. Yeah, just just because I think a lot of people, even non major sports fans, get sucked into to uh, filling out a bracket. I mean, your mom filled out a bracket. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's because it's an easy thing to do, right? Like you can fill out a bracket knowing absolutely nothing about sport, about college basketball. Yeah. You yeah. can you can look at a bracket and say, oh, I think I like this school more because I went there or I don't like this school for whatever reason. I'm going to say they're going to lose like it's. It is it's a really easy thing to do and you need no sports knowledge to do it. Uh, it's which I think is why it's such an approachable uh, part of sports 
in ter- specifically the idea of filling out uh, brackets for for college basketball for the for the two tournaments. Yeah, no, Jimmy I, there? I no, no, I uh, <clears throat> I agree, and um, it's one it's one reason I think I I like doing it because I I don't I don't really follow college. Hello, hello, uh, caller on the air. You're live. Hi, uh, the trivia question. Yeah. Okay, I I know I think three of them maybe four, UConn, yep. Baylor, South Carolina, yep. and Stanford. No, huh? Damn it. So one of those is correct. Baylor Baylor is correct. So Baylor and Connecticut are are two, those two are correct. South Carolina is trying to do it this year. They are trying to become the the, the fifth program to do it. Uh, Stanford has oh, not, but Baylor absolutely is one of them. Baylor's on track to do it now? No, South Carolina is trying to do it right now. Baylor did it uh, one Ah. of the years with Brittany Griner. Oh, cool. Well, I I got it from my friend who played college basketball. Oh, right on. I'm going to call her back and get the other two. She'll have to rack her brain for it. Nice, I I like it. I'm going to give you a bell for getting one more. (laughs) Thank you, Jim. There you go. All right, you guys take care. All right. Thank you. Yeah, Great Stanford Stanford's an interesting one just because they've had so much success in women's basketball that like it's yeah, a good she guess. Was, she was a little shaky on Stanford, but Yeah. She, she yeah, I mean really they've had, had a lot of success, team, but not uh, quite enough. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the thanks, call. All right, so we got two of the four, Baylor and Connecticut. Uh, two of the four, Jim, if you could kill the dial tone there. Uh, two of the four, Baylor and Connecticut, uh, are two of the four women's basketball programs that have had perfect seasons. Looking for two more uh, that have each done it once because Connecticut has done it six out of those nine times. Uh, looking for the other two uh, programs that have done it. And you're live on the radio. Sports phone. Ah, this is, that was great. Baylor was the team I didn't know. So do you have the other two? Yes, well, I had, I had Stanford as one of my four instead of Baylor, uh, so that was that was good to have that out of the way. Um, I believe Texas also has done it out of the yep. Big Twelve, and Tennessee. Those are the missing two. Wait, Nexus. I'll give you the bell. I'll give you two bells because you got two of them, Vince. Yeah, and, and Texas was actually the first, I believe, to do it. I think they did it in the seventies, if I remember looking at the list at my list correctly earlier. Is there an is are one of those teams? Um, I, I I sort of um, let led into this question. Is there a record that one of those teams won more games than any of the other teams by any chance? Uh, I'd have to go back and. I would imagine just because the the number of games has increased, ah. you know, like like the Texas team sure. probably only played like twenty four or twenty five games, and now they play like thirty thirty two games, and I imagine maybe the tournament was even smaller back then, so they might not have had as many rounds in the tournament uh, to go through. Um, but I would so, assume Connecticut because that's the most recent. So Baylor in twenty twelve and Connecticut in twenty fourteen each went forty and zero. That is the record. Wow. Yeah. That's that impressive oh, not to lose out of 40 games. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's pretty crazy looking at these Connecticut teams because there's little, like, nuggets of stats about each one of these teams. 
whew, there's a lot of names you recognize when it comes to women's basketball on these Connecticut teams. Hey, Jer, oh, let's yeah. let's put Vince yeah. on, let's put Vince on the spot here, Jer. Let's do it right now. Same question, men's sports. You got ten seconds, Vince. Well, hang on. Let me set up the question a okay. little bit if we're just going to go into this here. <laughs> okay, go well, ahead. You got to give them a little bit more than that. So Jim and I were thinking about if, if the women's question was answered quickly, we could do the same question for the men. And I think that I thought it was a pretty good question, so I looked it up. Uh, on the men's side, there have been seven perfect seasons, uh, also by four different teams or by four different programs. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. I, I I doubt you won't get a – bet you'll get a couple of them, Vince, without barely thinking. Go ahead. Indiana? Yep, they're one of them. Wow. One of them's a giveaway. Yeah, well, I mean, I know UNLV almost did it, but Duke stopped their run to do it. Um, so, oh, gosh, UCLA? Yep. That's two of the Forge here? All right, let's let, let's let's, let's, let's let the rest of them hang here. I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, because I'm like I'm about to start reaching. <laughs> yeah, for I, sure. Uh, anything anything you had on your mind, Vince, beyond uh, the the trivia question? No, no. I mean, uh, I, I I would maybe like to bring up the World Baseball Classic for a minute. I don't yeah. know if you guys followed that at all, but that was you know, I think it's his fifth year that it's been going on, and. I never really paid attention to it, but this year it seemed like it actually had, uh, I think my buddy Mark really, really uh, hit the nail on the head when he, he kind of likened it to watching soccer. As far as like when you watch teams like Mexico and Cuba play each other, like the crowd was just into the game. The energy was there. It, you know, it had that kind of like, kind of soccer feel to it as far as like the, you know, the crowd energizing a game. That is normally slow. So that's what you liked about it. Jerry, let's, let's do a little roundtable here. What did you like about the World Baseball Classic? Well, first, I think we should explain what the World Baseball Classic is, All if right. there's anyone out there that does not. So yep. World Baseball Classic, uh, the closest equivalent you can make to it is that you can think of this as the World Cup uh, for baseball. Uh, it started in 2006, and as Vince said, uh, there have been five tournaments since then, uh, since it originated in 2006. Uh, the most recent one uh, finishing up earlier this week when Japan beat the United States, I believe, three to two uh, in the final. Two. Yeah, uh, with, with, two, I, with two teammates, with two teammates, one striking out the other. Which I thought yeah. was great. Doesn't get so, much better. So I that. watched all of one inning of the World Baseball Classic, the entire tournament. Uh, I, I knew it was going on, but I'm just not a big baseball fan. But I was over at a buddy's house. We were having we were having dinner, just hanging out, and he happened to have the game on, and we kind of locked in and watched the last inning. So in terms of what my favorite moment was was of it, it was the last inning because it's the only part of it I watched. But it was really cool, as, as Vince said, to see uh, Japan's best player, who was a pitcher, uh, th pitching against a teammate of his, so Shuei Otani for the Angels, or of the Angels, playing for Japan, pitching against Mike Trout, a teammate of his who also plays for the Angels, arguably the two best players in baseball. Uh, and Otani was able to strike out Mike Trout to end the game, which I, I thought was very entertaining. Uh, so that was the only yeah. part of it I saw, but it was great. Um, and it seems like the ratings were very, very good this year for, for the World Baseball Classic as well, uh, which is which is good to hear. So, so Vince, oh. Vince, are you still there? 
I, I am, yeah. So, exactly. so, um, <clears throat> so Vince likes the national aspect of it. Jerry liked uh, his one inning and, 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 and what, what he just said. What I liked about it was the similarities. I actually like you know, Olympic basketball and I like the world cup for, for similar reasons. And you, but, but I like it. Like the NBA is considered pretty top notch basketball. And, and all of a sudden in the Olympics, you know, you got Pau Casal playing for Spain and you got somebody else in the NBA that you're really familiar with playing for Greece, you know, like the Greek freak. Yeah. And, and, and it's sort of cool to watch the teams go back and play with their friends, you know, and, and you know, anyway, yeah. that, that's what I like about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that's, the, that's the, the, the cool thing about it. You know, like I said, I hadn't really, I mean, Jerry, you actually beat me. I didn't watch any innings. I didn't watch any of it. I just followed along, you know, in written format. Um, and I am a baseball fan. I just, it, for me, it was one of those things I thought was kind of a, a sideshow, but from what I read and, and the highlights I went back and watched, I was like, wow, this actually would have been fun, you know, f- more fun to watch more of it had I, had I known it was going to be so entertaining this time around. For whatever reason, I'm not really sure exactly yet what made it so much better than the previous four they've held, but this one had, it had flair to it. It had a little pizzazz, had some energy, and I think it maybe had to do with more big-name players playing in it. I'll tell you. That final out, you're not going to get much better than that. That's like, uh, you know, that would be like um, Giannis, you know, going against LeBron in, in the Olympics in the final play. You know, I mean, well, they're not they're not teammates though. That was part of the. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Well, you know what I'm saying, yeah. 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 Huh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And and the numbers would also show that I think everyone else agreed that this was a, a the best uh, for instance of the World Baseball Classic. Uh, Viewership was up 96% compared to 2017 for the semifinals. Uh, In-stadium attendance was up 20%. uh, Merchandise sales were up 149% compared to 2017. So, yeah, across the board, uh, this was a much, much more viewed popular tournament. How often is it, Jim? It's every six years. Every four years. Six or four? Oh, it might be six. I wonder if so. My only thought with that is the last World Baseball Classic was in 2017. So I'm wondering if the, this one got delayed because of COVID. I guarantee it. Yeah, uh, I yeah. guarantee it. Yeah, that, the that, first one was in 2006. I, was like, I thought it was going to be four years. Yeah. Got another call. I got another call. Uh, I should take. He's been waiting a while. Yeah, you got it. Right, no worries. I'll, I'll call back. Get us back. It Vince. is every four. It is every four years. Jim. For every right, four but years. Then COVID delayed it. And so we're back on the schedule for every four. I would imagine they're going to, yeah, they'll, they'll just kind of keep it going. The next one would be 2027. You're on the air. Yeah, I was uh, I was curious. I just heard you mention something about some soccer team getting uh, started in 1945. And was it Belgium or the Netherlands? Yeah, in the Netherlands. It was the, it was the Venray was, Soccer Club. Was that this day in history? Yes. Yep. Or was that just, well, for that name, that event, to be put on there, you have to have a little context on what was going on in 1945. So it yeah, shows the resiliency please. of sports. Ah. So in 1945, on this day, that is the day that we firebombed Tokyo. It's oh, the day wow. that the Battle of Iwo Jima was declared done. It was the day that two divisions of U.S. soldiers 
crossed the Rhine River in Germany. So, and so Belgium, which have been, none of them which have been occupied, for them to be starting a soccer team on the day that all this stuff is going on okay. says something about priority. That people were like, man, we got to play something. We got to do something. We got to, you know, we can't just live, you know, for whatever reason that they did it. But the concept of what was happening, raging battles, just crazy. Hmm. That's there you go. There's there's the context we were looking for for that. We were looking for that. Yeah. So this is in, in, the other be interesting. Um, the Netherlands too. The Nether- doesn't the Nether- Netherlands? If if I remember my day in in uh, social studies class, the Never- Netherlands pretty neutral and everything. I don't I don't know if that's true or not. Am I thinking? Well, they're not that neutral when you know. Blitzkrieg drives in and takes over their country. Yeah, you know yeah, it's hard yeah. to be to get invaded, but hmm. you know you're probably thinking more about Switzerland. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking they, of. They tend to be more. They try to be neutral, but they got these mountains. They're not like living on a lily pad, which is more what the Netherlands is like. Hmm. You know, it's and the Netherlands they actually originally became powerful because of all their shipping ports and stuff, which makes them very valuable during a world war. All right. So, I, so back I, never, I, I didn't put that together. And I, I, 1945, I just didn't put together the end of world war two with 1945. That that's, back, it didn't end a very until good call May. Out. I think like, I think it ended in May 8th or something like that. But, when it was uh, declared. Hmm. So I'd be wondering, uh, I, I don't have access to, uh, Maybe there's a uh, an email address or something I could ask that question to on this day in sports people and and see if that's the reason why this is a famous sports club because they started at the end of who knows who knows. But maybe they're just famous now, and yeah. and even though we haven't heard of them, that doesn't mean they're not you know world class team. And they're saying, hey, this is when they were started. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. saying this is when George Washington was born. Hmm. Well, thanks for that. Great, great. All right. That's, that, 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 that's some great details. I like that. Are you with me, Jer? All right. So, yeah, you know, 1945, the Venray started, and the, the uh, World War... Two started ending. Yeah. That World War One. Jeez. World War Two. World War Two. All right. So um before all that, we were we were talking let's take one more call here. You're on the air. Hi, actually the war ended the beginning of September in nineteen forty five. Nineteen forty five. So so are we gonna say that this Venray soccer had nothing to do with the World War? Are we saying that, Chair? Well, no, the timing okay. still works. Okay, March to September. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, well, the, the war ended the beginning of September in in uh, forty five. So uh, maybe they were hoping, maybe they were conjuring, maybe that was like a rain dance to end the war or something. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> if like it was that. in March of if it was in March of forty five, then it was during the war. No one yeah. knew the war was going to end. Yeah, that's, that's everyone. That's... Everyone. Ho- everyone hoped. Huh. That's inter- interesting, but. Uh, be that may it be, a soccer team started on this day in 1945. Well, there's all those those um, I don't know, 
inspirational stories that you hear about oh let's stop let's stop fighting so we can play soccer on christmas day or you know things like that that supposedly happened and some are apparently uh uh documented as actually having been true um it, it, it says a lot for the humanity of the people on the one hand. On the other hand, it's just like, yeah, so why did you resume the next day? Why didn't you just both, you know, all head for the beach or something, you know? But yeah. uh, anyway, I just, uh, since the end date of the war came up as an issue, I just thought I'd uh, clarify that. I was pretty sure it was in September, but then I Googled it up, and indeed it was early September. Hmm. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. 707-895-2448. Before that, barrage of calls, Jerry. We're in the second half hour of the sports phone now. Yeah. Uh, anything left with the World Baseball Classic that we wanted to, to kind of talk about? It was a really cool event. Oh, I yeah. It, it's And I think I asked you this question, and you actually you, you, you actually got it right, Jerry. Hold on, caller. You'll be there in a second. Um, you're, remember when I asked you, you know what it reminded me of? And you actually guessed it. Oh, the Little League World Series. Little League World Series. For some reason, it had that kind of excitement. And, well, here's the uh, dif- there's a difference, though. And, and I want to get this out real quick. The difference between the Little League World Series and the World Baseball Classic is the World Baseball Classic is actually a world tournament. It is not like the Little League World Series, which is the U.S. versus the rest of the <laughs> world. Like, it is possible for the finals of the World Baseball Classic to not include the United States. But other than that, they, they are very similar. It's the it's an international baseball term. Yeah. Thanks for waiting. You're on the air. Call are you there? Oh, he waited and then lost him. Uh, we'll call back. Sorry about that. I just wanted to get that thought out about the difference between the World Baseball Classic and 707-895-2448. The lines are open. Give us a call right back. Usually when I say that, the phones ring, so Give it a chance. No, that that's it with the baseball. I'm I'm glad Vince brought that up, Chair. Yeah. But we were just talking um, about brackets, so let's let's yeah. let's let's try that. Okay. So let's keep keep kind of going with that. So what we were talking about with 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 brackets with the NCAA tournament was just the the idea of anyone can fill out a bracket. It, it's not something you need a background in sports on. Uh, you can just do it for the heck of it, do it for fun. Um, like you said, my mom does it uh, every year. It's just a fun thing to do. And one of the reasons for that is it's so unpredictable. Like if, if you look up like the odds of getting a perfect NCAA tournament bracket, I think it's like one in nine point something quintillion or, or some <laughs> really? crazy number. Like it's That's why there's a challenge every year that some billionaire does where he gives away, he's going to give away some crazy amount of money if someone ever gets a perfect bracket, um, did you say that? That did you say quintillion? And is I there believe such a it's thing? one in like nine point something quintillion. Is there a is there bracket. a word quintillion? I think there is. That's how hard it is. Like that's how is that's it? How is quintillion it is. more than a trillion or a billion? I've oh, never yeah. heard that. Way before. way higher. Way huh. higher. I believe. Wow. Um, <clears throat> it just shows how how difficult it is. Anyway, so that kind of leads to I, this belief I've always had is that I've been around people that think they are college basketball gurus experts they take the experts they take hours and hours and hours even days to fill out their bracket thinking about all these different permutations and all these different things and then there's people that do this like i like i like blue devils more than tigers so i think the blue devils are going to win oh i don't like duke because i had a bad experience in north carolina i think duke's going to lose there's those people 
And I think both people have the exact same chance of, of getting games right and doing well. And it's what makes it so much fun well, the one, uh, as, the, as a tournament. The, the one place that we would enter our, you know, we, we entered ours at a local, um, a local bar and we put a, a guy organized them and we'd hand them in. And I, I sat down with him once and said, who usually wins this, you know, and, and who, you know, he'll, he'll get like 30 or 40. So this is, you know, I got a feeling like ESPN gets millions of them, right. That, that are all betting. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. At the 20 or 30 or 40 that came into, to where we bet, he said, it never seemed to be the, uh, the sports fanatics that would win. It would be someone's, someone that just said, here, fill this out while you're sitting there at the bar. And, and they win. And so that's what I got into is what are some of the ways, like, didn't you tell me you did it once by just flipping a coin? For oh, every- I do that every year. Me and a buddy of mine, we just flip a coin for every game. And, and one year that bracket did better than our actual ones that we picked. Huh. Uh, there were 20 million brackets submitted on ESPN this year. Phones are ringing pretty good, Jer. Yeah, let's do it. You're on the air. Oh, brackets. I like doing all brackets. Yeah. So what? How many final four? How many final four teams you got left, Jerry? Oh, I, so that's the thing. I didn't do a serious bracket this year. So that's, this that's, year, that's, that's instead enough. of an actual serious bracket, I because I, I, I want to do something different. I filled out I think four brackets. If I, I have to go back and look, and I and there's these autofill brackets you can do now through the NCAA's app where you pick a stat. And then it picks the winner huh. of each game based on the stat. Wow. Or you can and do so a combination I, of stats? You can, Yeah, you can do combinations of stats as well. But I decided just to do one stat. So I believe I did three points, uh, made three-pointers, defensive efficiency, rebounds per game. And I think I did – and then I think I did offensive rebounds per game. None of them did very well. But it was a, just a fun, different way to do it this year. I, I did not – I have – kind of leaned away from trying to seriously sit down and fill out a bracket because I think it's more fun to kind of come up with these other silly ways to do it. You know what I did? I I, I actually always, if, if I submitted two, I would always do one literally, and I'm sure other people did this too, but the closest I ever got to winning, I actually filled out the favorites in every game right yep. across yep. all the way to the end. Yep. And, and But the only time I had to really pick was in the final four because I had four ones. <laughs> so, so that's the only time. That's the lazy way to do it, and and, well, and, I, and probably the and probably the least productive. Yeah, it, it's There's the so best. I think it's the best I ever ever did is when I did it that way. One of those random years where you get three and one seeds <clears> in the final four. Hopefully we got yeah. another. Hopefully we got another way to here. I got um, get back to us, Vince. I got another call. Let's see if this person knows how to do the brackets. I love it. You're on the air. All right. Um, I was uh, interested with what Jerry said about how did this is has nothing to do with what you're talking about right now, but this is um, how did the how did the baseball game get the get the name the World Series because it's just players you know games teams in the United States so I looked it up and here's the answer <laughs> and it is between 1884 and 1890 the National League and the American Association 
a rival organization that went belly up in 1891, played an exhibition series that pitted their respective champions against one another. These games were known as the Championship of the United States or the World's Championship Series. And I guess they just shortened it to World Series after that. That's how the baseball... You're not talking about Little League here. You're talking about how Major League Baseball came up with the term World Series. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I never thought about that, Jerry. What do you think? Isn't it, it's a good story. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that just came from what you said, Jerry, about about you know why do they call it the World Series when there's nobody else in the world playing it except the United States. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's all. Thanks. Thank you. You're on the air. Yeah, I uh, have an interesting little story on uh, my introduction to people picking brackets. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so I started dating this young woman back in the 70s, and her father was a cop. Always wore a gun, running around, you know, doing things. And I go over to their house one day, and I see him sitting on the couch, and his hands are shaking. <laughs> and he's watching, he's flicking television channels back in the day, you know, you'd see one game on one and one game of beer. I don't remember exactly how that part was, but he was flipping around and it turns out he was gambling huge amounts of the money that he had available to him Mm. on the NCAA tournament. Sure. And just turning and looking at him and just seeing the sort of like eyelids dropped back from his eyes and there was an intensity to it. I looked at that and I go, man, I'm never going to start gambling. After seeing that, you know, this is supposedly pillar of community person and just gambling up to his neck. And it was just ever since then, I've always had a little bit of a negative reaction when I hear people talking about picking their brackets. But just huh. because of that experience, sure. I mean, this was really intense. So he was you filling know, out a on, thought, what's he, that? he was filling out a bracket. Was that the part of this story? No, he he was gambling on the NCAA tournament. Oh, okay, okay, all right. He, he, which is effectively filling out a bracket because each level he was gambling on. I got it. Yeah, it's it's interesting so because, Caller, I, I just think it's interesting because there's there's different levels to it, right? Like there's there's what Jim and I do with, you know, 30, 40 other people. I, I do brackets with, with a couple friends where we each put up like 20 bucks for the entire the entire tournament. And that's like, you know, just more of a fun thing. But then there's what you're talking about, where like you're betting on every single game or multiple bets. Thousands there were of dollars on every game. Yeah, yeah. It so and here's and, and I don't think this will shock anybody. Yeah, I, I don't think this will shock anybody. Uh, the American Gaming Association came out last year. Uh, Three point one billion dollars were bet on the NCAA tournament last year. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, well, I only brought that up because it was such an intense experience of watching this guy that's wearing a gun. He is just <laughs> totally freaking out. And I'm looking at him, I'm going, oh, my God, I can't believe how far into this this guy is. Yeah, so that yeah. was him picking his brackets, filling them out, doing it, and gambling on every level of it. Oh, and by the that's way, I called level. in a mention what was going on during World War II. When I talked about May being the end of something, that's when the war in Europe was declared over. Uh. Because that that soccer team being being uh, you know brought into existence, the war was still going on. Shortly ended, 
and the war in the Pacific was another deal that took a little longer. Thank you. All right, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Thank you. So, Jim, real quick, speaking of gambling, uh, for whatever reason, you can't bet on college sports in Oregon. It's against the rules. Uh, You can bet on professional sports, but you can't bet on college sports. And so a couple of my friends had had a big fit about that. They complained about that a lot during the NCAA tournament this year. You can't technically legally fill out a a bracket in Oregon? No, 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 no. You can't. In the way that, like, you can bet on NBA games where you can say, I think this team's going to win by this much, like, like it, on individual games, you cannot place those types of bets in Oregon. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, through the major, like, betting apps, like DraftKings, for example, you can't bet on college. On college well, now you've got my curiosity. What if, what if you're sitting there in, in, in your house in Portland and you want to bet on a game? Can't you just go to a website that's not based in Oregon or something? I no, mean, because you are based in Oregon. It's not where wow. the company is based. It's your location that, di- that di- dictates the rules. I always thought it, it's pretty weird when there's laws on the books that are unenforceable. Yeah. Well, these are pretty enforceable. Huh. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So bracket stuff is is wild. Uh some alternate methods to filling out brackets you, that yeah. I think are, are always kind of fun to talk about. Uh, this There's an article. That, this is an old article. It's from, 20, I think, 2014, 2015. But it's something I always have pulled up because it's, I think it, that it's consistent. It doesn't change the fact that these are fun, that these are fun ways to fill out a bracket. Uh, one that I've never done, Jim, and I'm going to do this next year, are what city is the better vacation? Really, and if yeah. go with the sports that determine on what city the university is in. Yeah, no, no. So you pick the bracket based on what city you think would be better to take a vacation in. Yeah, like like if Duke versus UCLA. If you if you'd rather go to LA, you pick UCLA. Yeah, you pick UCLA. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and then you could get some interesting stuff there. I think it'd be good. <laughs> you know, I, I got a text, Jerry, a little while ago. And, you know, we're running out of time for, you know, really starting up a new. Um, and th- this list could be fun. I got a, a one here from uh, Mr. Sampson. On, on, uh, and what are these are is sports-related. Um, oh, what's the right word? Um, sports-related uh, phrases. They, they started out of sports and they took a whole other meeting like... You're in the home stretch in a job. Oh, sure. You know, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, when there's no other options left in, in, in whatever you're doing, game over. Yep, game <laughs> over. The ball's in your court. Oh, yeah. Did, did you know that that was on here next, or did you just guess? No, I just know that's a common phrase that I'm sure kind of had. Uh, okay, had its, then. Now, now that we got this going a little bit, there's a couple more here. I'm going to give you the description, and you tell me what the. Uh, you tell me what the phrase is. Sure, sure. Um, and these are all these are all phrases that kind of have sports origins, but have made their way out to kind of everyday life. Yeah, when when um, you expected someone to get the job done really well, and then he did something, and it didn't get done. Uh well, I mean, choking maybe if that's what you're going for. He fumbled the ball. Oh, he fumbled, sure. Fumbled the ball. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Dropped the ball. Fumbled the ball. Fumbled yep. the ball. Um, 
the test was really easy and 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 I and I got it all right really quickly. Ah, uh, ooh. As a sports phrase? Yeah. Walk, I mean, now walk in the park's not a sports phrase. No, but it's, it's you're pretty close. I mean, you're that's yeah. the same idea. That's a slam dunk. Slam dunk. Yep. <laughs> yep. And what about uh well, when you got it exactly right, and this one's a sort of an obscure sport, you you hit something, and and because you got it exactly right. I don't know that one. The bullseye. You hit the bullseye. Oh, bullseye. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know the phrase. Yep. Uh, yeah. No. Those and those are all like, and it's interesting because some of them are like I think have more of a sports origin than others. Like I think some of them are just more using like sports terms. But yeah, those are those are all yeah they're all interesting. They're phrases that definitely have their origins in sports. How, how about uh, did you ever hear about the California law that um, if you do something really bad three times? Um, oh yeah, the three three strike rule. Three, three strikes and you're out. You go to prison. Yep. 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 Um, and what about if what about if you go on a first date with with somebody? And it doesn't well. What did you do on that first date? And it goes well or it doesn't? It doesn't go well. Go well. Uh, you struck out on your first date. Struck out, yeah, sure. Struck out on the date, yep. <laughs> I never heard about this one. He was born on third base and he thinks he hit a triple. Any idea what that Yeah, one the idea basically mean? being like someone that, I, I don't know, I, I don't know how how much you want to stereotype this but it's someone that's like born into money but acts like he, oh. had, he earned it kind of thing <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what about when somebody she. when somebody you know says hey this has to be done i'm gonna do it uh, i don't know steps up to the plate oh yeah steps yeah that's another one yeah you're right no there's a lot of them there's these are fun of these, these, these are fun i only have one or two more here but I, i'm really into it uh, two yeah. more two more two more okay um <clears throat> And this is a uh, a weird sport, uh, a table sport. Uh, someone screwed himself up, and where did he where did he end up? Behind the eight ball. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> when all reasonable options have been exhausted, I'm, I'm I'm letting you try to get this one. All reasonable options have been tried and exhausted. It's time for something. Uh, I don't know. A Hail Mary pass. A Hail Mary. Yep, sure, sure. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Jer, that kind of thing is uh, one thing I really like about the sports phone. That came out of nowhere. That came yeah, out of... Was, that was an email that you got? That was an email. Yeah, shout um, out to that email. That's great. Yeah, Mr. Simpson, Mr. Sampson, thank you for that email. We, we would like... Uh, I don't know if we would have had time to try to put those all out there, but I, it, was, it was a fun little discussion. Yeah, those are fun little play, little little word 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 usage for uh, for sports stuff. Any more for uh, for brackets? I guess that's no, no, not a whole lot else. Uh, tournaments coming to a close. Looking forward to the final four for both the men and the women. Uh, let's, I think it's going to be. Let's hear it. Let's you might as well give give an update. Um, Oh, I, I closed it. I closed it out. Let me let me load it up here again. So on the men's side, I think the most interesting part of it is that you don't have a one, two, or a three seat in the final four. One, two, uh, have, or three? Yeah, no ones, twos, or threes. You have two fives, a four, and a nine. Uh, San Diego State's going to play Florida Atlantic, and Miami of Florida is playing Connecticut. Uh, and Connecticut's the highest seed left as a four. Florida Atlantic is the lowest seed left that is a nine. 
Uh, I think right, San Diego rather, State's the best team left. That's my my personal opinion. But I, uh, I'd rather go on vacation anywhere but Florida. So I'll take Connecticut. You'd rather go to Connecticut than San Diego? No, I'll take San Diego over Connecticut. And who's Florida playing? Well, so 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 it's Miami's playing Connecticut, and San Diego State is playing Florida, Florida Atlantic. I'll take both teams that aren't in Florida. Okay, got I don't, don't want to I don't want the final of San Diego State versus Connecticut. <clears throat> um, I would rather go to San Diego. So that that's how I'm I'm going with that one. Sure. Uh, on the women's side, that is still ongoing. They don't have a final four yet. Uh, the final four will be set tomorrow. Um, the only team that has punched their ticket so far is LSU. They're in. Uh, it looks like that's uh, in the third quarter. So Iowa's probably going to get through. They're up uh, seventy-four to fifty-seven. Uh, against Louisville in the in one of the games or in the second uh, lead eight game today. And then there's two more tomorrow, Virginia Tech and Ohio State against South Carolina and Maryland. And I would say the two most interesting stories left in this tournament are South Carolina's trying to go undefeated. They're clearly the best team left, uh, I think, by a pretty significant margin. And then I would say the second most interesting thing left is I think Iowa – because as as I said, if you haven't had a chance to watch Caitlin Clark play basketball, she's insane. She can shoot from anywhere on the court. If you've seen any highlights of her, it's, it's she's really, a great really she's a great passer too. Because everyone tries to yeah. guard her, she's really yeah, good. She does pretty much everything for that team. So they're going to get into the Final Four. I think they will play uh, the winner of the South Carolina game. So that could be really fun. Let me um, take, yeah, I'm going to take a call. Things. I'm going to take a call here, Jer. And all yeah. I can tell you right now, I've never seen. Maybe Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, maybe, <clears throat> but um, I, I've never seen anyone dominate. I, I'm going to say that. Never seen anyone dominate NCAA like like uh, Ms. Clark. Hello, caller. Last, yeah. last call. Uh-oh. Well, I don't have a lot to add except maybe batting a 1,000. Um, couldn't <laughs> get to first base. Uh, hit a home run. Um, those are a few of my stands I've you guys were reminding me of. Mm-hmm. And that's all I had to say. Batting a thousand. Yep. Well, batting a thousand. Yeah. How's he doing his new job? He's batting a thousand. A thousand. Yep. I never understood getting behind the eight ball. Cause I play pool and getting behind the eight ball. I don't quite get it. Looks like you're set up for a nice shot. Are you hiding? <laughs> yeah. If you're getting yeah. behind the eight ball, I forgot how that one came out. Yeah. yeah I didn't, I don't understand it, but hmm. I don't, so I don't say it. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, batting a thousand, or I didn't even get the first base, which is probably more what I would be saying. Yeah, yeah. I think another one I just thought of is that all oh, that he it was he was a Cinderella story. That's I'd uh, say that's another. Well, I, I think that one started as a, an actual fairy tale, got put into sports, and then kind of came out of sports again. I'd say that's another one I just thought of. All right, you guys, have a good night. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank thank you. Seven oh seven eight nine five. Two four four eight. We got time for uh, another short call. Yeah, give us yeah, a call. Give us a call, give us a call especially if you want to talk about. Especially if you have a a a, a phrase that, that we don't know about. Um, I'm surprised batting a thousand wasn't on this list. I've got here. Yeah, that's hmm. that's a pretty it's a pretty common one. <laughs> yeah, the uh, did Brittany Griner dominate when she played in college? Oh yeah, it was. She did. It was. It was silly. Like it, and that's what I, that's what I was kind of thinking. Like when you said, "Oh, I've never seen anyone dominate like Caitlin Clark." I don't think you've watched enough college basketball then on the women's side because there were a couple of those Connecticut teams that had multiple players 
Uh, yeah, and then Brittany Griner, I, I'd, I'd have to pull up her stats, but it was uh, statistically, it was, can someone compete with Kate Clark? Uh, maybe it. not in the same way because she's shooting so many threes. But I mean, Griner. Let's see if I can find her. I'm going to take a call while you're looking, Jared, because because I asked for one more call and we got it. You're on the air. Hey, I love that you were talking about language, and um, I, I, I play with language all the time. This isn't necessarily a sports one, but I like the mental health one that's related to to work. Come on, that's not even sports. He's out to lunch. <laughs> See, you laughed anyway, even though it wasn't sports. It wasn't sports. <laughs> Jared, can we relate the someone's out to I, lunch? I don't think I can pull that one off. Uh, yeah. Uh, but you'd ask, Jim, about Brittany Griner. So wait a minute. Uh, 20, 22 points, uh, nine rebounds, shot 57% for her career. Her senior year, 24 points. 10 rebounds, shot 60% from the field. So that's that's pretty darn dominant. Well, compare compare that to Caitlin Clark. What are her stats? I, I don't think it's fair to compare them because one's a 6'8 big, the other's a you know a, a guard. No, I know it's not fair, so, but what are they? I mean, is uh, she scoring 30 a game? To, uh, I'd have to pull it up here. Hold on one second. Uh. But yeah, I, I don't think it's I, I don't think it's necessarily fair to compare these stats because they're they're All such right. different players. All right. Yeah, she's, uh, she's averaging 26 points, or 27 points and 9 assists. Oh, that's it's actually statistically pretty even. I yeah, mean, I, I guess, if you if you want to look at it in, in that way. Griner got the rebound, she got the assists. Yeah, yeah, sure. How long ago uh, did, did Griner play college? Uh, that was 2011 era, like kind of that, that time. I think her last year was 2012-2013. We're really close to... Uh, an exciting day. I mean, after all that drama yeah. that went on for so long, we got Brittany Griner's going to step on that court. Are you still predicting one of the it's most? It's going to be the most attended and most viewed WNBA game of all time. Yes. That is a most, prediction I made at the beginning of the year. Most viewed even more than their pl- a playoff game? I think you're yes. right. and the most attended. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Those are two predictions I have for that. Wow. All right. Well, I guess it's time to wrap it up here. Uh, We're going to call it a night. We'll be back next week. That'll be the first April edition of the Sports Phone. Looking forward to that. Uh, Yeah. Jim, if we didn't have anything else, I'd say we call it a night. We'll we'll talk to everybody next week. All righty. Well, we only have 30 seconds here. So I guess that's about it. As usual, Jared, we we didn't get too far down our list today. That's a good thing, though. It yeah. means we have plenty of things to come back to. All right. See you later. See, see Thanks, you everybody. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM. And Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org. And consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.